Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain unlimited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky back with you. Uh, Buck, I had to make the drive up to the studio today. Um, usually, uh, we're both doing this from home. But driving up here today, it's uh, supposed to take me two hours uh, coming up from San Diego. Uh, it was four. We doubled up today. Uh yeah, little uh yeah big rig yeah, big rig had an issue wiped out three lanes on the five freeway hopefully the, the no. whoever was in the in the in the vehicle is okay but man that was a uh california you get one of those every now and then that was a slog to say the least yeah you're grinding you're grinding through it you're playing a little army football a little three yards in a cloud of dust yes it warp down uh slowly and methodically 18 play drives to kind of put the ball in the paint uh, not the customary big play offense that we've seen from uh, you and your days at App State. Yeah, no, no, it's not. Uh, that was not it. Uh, I think you might be. Oh, you might be. You might. You might be overselling the App State offense, by the way. Um, but uh, t- today's show, we are uh, we're going to jump into our rookie impact scores and uh, have some fun with that in terms of the which teams are getting the most impact from their collective rookies, not just the individual rookies. Um, so we'll take a peek at that. We'll also. 
uh, look at a trend that we're seeing. We'll each have a chance to talk about something we've seen so far early in the season that stands out to us. Uh, we'll break that down as well as our game of the week, which this week we have a fun one, which we're kind of going a little off the radar with, uh, but Falcons-Lions. So we'll dig into that one uh, as well. But I, I want to start things off here, Buck, because we started this rookie impact score and our buddy Jack Android, you know, helped put this thing together. <laughs> and I've gotten some people on social media like, how do you calculate it? What is the formula? I'm like, that's proprietary, okay? We can't, we can't give you all the specifics on this. Just know that playtime is a big part of it. You know, who's playing a lot of rookies and then their production is part of it. So we just go PP on that playtime production. We combine it together to see, uh, you know, which squads are getting impact from young players. And I think we'll start seeing some of these teams show up multiple times, but thus far early in the season, we get some interesting names in the mix here. Oh yeah. Very interesting. Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of funny how uh, it works out. But this is exciting, man. It's exciting to see the young guys play, and it's exciting to be able to have, like, a barometer, like something yeah. that you can actually use that measures their impact because it gives us something as we're looking ahead to the next class, guys that have that potential in certain environments and situations. So I, I kind of like having a measurable uh, thing to use, a measurable tool. Yeah, uh, no doubt. So the uh, let's go the individual players that scored the best. We'll do that real quick, then we'll get to these teams. But C.J. Stroud, uh, he had the most points at 20.5, uh, followed by Bijan. We talked about him a bunch and what he did. Uh, Marvin Mims, who is a player we both liked, a wide receiver out of Oklahoma, who's been Denver's best receiver early on in the season. Again, this is all just off week two. Anthony Richardson would follow that. Tank Dell, uh, another one. And then Puka Nakua, Rhett's guy, um, would, uh, would lead those top guys individually. But when we look at the teams collectively, the biggest impact, we'll start at uh, – well, let's start at number five, and I'll work, I'll work our way up here. Number five was the Colts, really behind Richardson, who had two rushing touchdowns. Josh Downs, your Tar Heel, played 43 snaps. He had 37 receiving yards. Uh, and then the tight end, Will Mallory, out of, uh, out of Miami, in a loaded tight end class. He got a little bit lost in the shuffle. He had 49 receiving yards on, uh, and only played 11 snaps, but made an impact. So the Colts getting some production from the rookies. Yeah, Colts are getting production on the rookies, but it's because they're all in on their rookie class. Uh, DJ, we, we've talked about the Colts a, a few different times about what they've done when it comes to the draft. This is a team that is really going all in on what we call those explosive athletic attributes. They have, have gone, they've gotten all the freaks in the last couple drafts, and we saw them on display. We talked about Anthony Richardson. We talked about Josh Downs, some of the other players that they've drafted. These guys had explosive athletic traits, and they're putting it on their coaches to take these traits and kind of make it translate into performance. And the only way that you can do it is like, yes, on the practice field, you have to work on the techniques and those things, but you have to give them an opportunity in games. The Colts are giving their young guys opportunity to make plays in games and to begin to get a little payoff out of that. They're one and one, but we've seen these young guys make contributions immediately. All right, I, I want to run this theory by you, see what you think, because we always talk about building around young quarterbacks and, and the best way you can do that. And we've talked about, I remember with Tua, we had talked about building a track team, you know, early on when he first got there. And that was before Tyreek Hill got there. They did exactly that. They built a track team around him. It was what he had at Alabama. They recreated it in Miami. So I think every formula is a little different. To me, with Anthony Richardson, I, 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 to me, I, I'm just like, I would focus, if you're the GM, if you're Chris Ballard, I might even have it up on my whiteboard. It might just say easy completions. And I want to collect players they're going to give him easy completions. What do we mean by that? We mean guys that can really separate quick underneath, uncover, and make easy throws, easy completions. As he develops more as a thrower, um, that won't be as, as required. You can, you know, the degree of difficulty can increase. But I think early on, 
having tight ends, slot receivers, middle of the field can uncover and separate. I think that's a big part of whether or not Anthony Richardson is going to be successful. Yeah, no, it's a big part uh, uh, on how he can be successful. And what I'm seeing and what we're talking about is when you really go with the quarterback, you want to build around them. We talked about uh, maybe viewing this as uh, a baseball team, right? So in baseball teams, like a lot of times, you want to build your team to match your stadium. So if it's a small yeah. park with a, a, a low porch and a certain fit, you want guys that can hit the ball that way because offensively you want to be able to score. Well, for Anthony Richardson, he's your quarterback. What are the things that he does well and what doesn't he do well? Okay, well, we want to make sure that we have blue chip players in the areas where he can do well. We want to position them where he is throwing to our best guys in the sweet spots of how he operates. Makes sense. We saw Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson at Louisville threw the ball well inside the numbers in breaking routes. Early on in his career with the Baltimore Ravens, Mark Andrews is killing it. The guys that work over the middle of the field, they kill it. Take the same blueprint with Anthony Richardson. The Colts are trying to do that. More freakish athletes that can operate in the middle of the field will make his game uh, flourish and also make the game a lot easier for him. Yeah, I, I think it's... You know, there's something about creating a menu. You, you'll see it in training, right? You say, okay, when we were growing, at least, you know, maybe some places I was around, I think it started to change maybe towards my latter years in college. And I know you got experience in college on the NFL. But don't you remember when it was like, okay, you know, the, the workout got posted on the wall. And it, it wasn't for you individually. It was either for the whole team or maybe, maybe it narrowed down to by position. You know, like, okay, mm -hmm. all the wideouts are doing this lift or whatever. But now it's so individually tailored in terms of the training of, hey, you know what? This guy's a little stiff, so we're going to be a little bit more on the stretching, a little bit less on this. I, you know, to me, I think of the, if you had like an audio board, like we all have the same audio board, you know, with our body, but they might turn one down a little bit, might turn one up a little bit. Like, okay, it's yeah. different for each individual player. So training has been individualized. I think to me, when you're building a team around the quarterback, you have to have a keen understanding of, okay, for this quarterback, we need you know, X, Y, and Z, maybe not so much, you know, M, N, O, P, but we, we've got to cater it to them. I think that's something that I don't think everybody does that. It's like, well, you know, we're going to build around a generic quarterback. No, no, no. You're building around a specific quarterback with specific needs. I really don't understand that because DJ, I mean, it's one of the things, this is old as time. It's about players more so than plays. I mean, even old school coaches talk about it. Andy Reid is an old school coach. Andy Reid has done that with Pat Mahomes. The way the Chiefs mm -hmm. offense looks with Pat Mahomes is different than it looked for Alex Smith which is different than the way the Philadelphia offense looked with Donovan McNabb and Michael Vick and those things. The greatest play coaches take what their players can do. They look at it, they assess it, and then they adapt their offense to fit those skills. It, it's, it's, it's a marriage where they have to be on the same page. To me, it, it look, it's, it's hard to accomplish, but from a theoretical standpoint, the theory should be simple in terms of this is what he does well. We want to put players in a position where he can do what he does well without having to develop some of those other areas that we want him to. Yeah, the weaknesses he has to work on, but, man, you want to play to a guy's strengths. No question. Um, all right, team four on the list would be the Rams. Puka Nakua, a big part of that with the 15 catches for 147 yards. Byron Young's been a good player for them, uh, edge rusher. He's got uh, 59 snaps. He had five tackles, two quarterback hits. And then another one who's been a home run early on is Steve Avila, uh, who's playing guard for them, the rookie at a TCU. Uh, 85 snaps, so he got him an, a, a nice point total just for, for being out there, and he really played at, a, at a, a solid level as well. So the Rams, we knew they were going to play a bunch of rookies. They rostered a bunch of rookies, and they're getting some impact. 
They get some impact, and we can poke fun at the Rams. Uh, look, giving up their first round picks, it resulted in a Super Bowl. What we can dispute is they've done a really good job of drafting in those middle to late rounds. They've gotten a lot of value out of their mid to late round players, and they continue to do that. Um, as you look at this rookie class, man, the fact that their wide receiver <laughs> Puga is killing it right oh, out yeah. the gate in terms of, um, to me, yeah, that's he's on a record breaking pace. Not like a rookie record breaking pace, like Michael Thomas record breaking pace. Unbelievable! Like I'm, I'm sitting here sit, trying to figure out, man, when Cooper Cup comes back, how are they going to split that? Because he certainly has earned the trust of the quarterback. You don't take someone who is trustworthy and dependable and reliable in the passing game like that and all of a sudden move him to the bench. He is going to play for them because he's been a reliable uh, option when it comes to being able to move the chains and do all that other stuff. So I, I expect him to continue to be a player who has a big part of it. And then you talk about Byron Young. Byron Young is an energetic player. We talked about him in the, the run-up to the draft, being one of those guys. We're seeing a bunch of pass rush specialists kind of make their mm -hmm. way. He's one of those guys. Size isn't all the way ideal, but plays hard, great energy, uh, has a knack and has a, 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 a small set of skills that can allow him to flourish in the right role. He's doing that. Yeah, let me pull up. Let me pull up my notes on him real quick. Uh, Byron Young, you remember he ran 443, Buck, 250 pounds, had 10 sacks uh, his last year. Get off burst, quick feet. He can close the top of his rush. Does play small against the run at times. He's a little bit tight, but he's very, very dynamic, very explosive, and thus far the returns have been very positive. Man, it, it has been. I mean, look, it, it's been good. It's been good. All right, let's get to the next team here. Dallas Cowboys, maybe a little bit of a surprise here. They come in at number three. Um, you look at the kicker, uh, Brandon Aubrey, who's been a great find for them. Five field goals. Uh, made an extra point. You've got Schoonmaker, the rookie tight end out of Michigan. He had a touchdown, played 43 snaps. And then Deuce Vaughn, uh, 14 snaps. He had 32 scrimmage yards. So maybe not eye-popping, mostly just from the kicker there, but they're getting some rookies on the field. And, and really, uh, you'd say the Dolphins and the Cowboys have been the two most impressive teams thus far. They have been impressive. I'm really impressed with the Dallas Cowboys. Even more impressed than I think anybody could know. I've always loved what Dan Quinn has been able to do with young players, going back to his days at Atlanta, how they got those young guys ready to play with their, they used to call it the plan D plan, uh, plan development. They would put the young guys there. They would spend an extra 10 minutes a day working on the fundamentals and those things. And by the end of the year, those guys would play. Whatever they're doing now, they're accelerating the, the opportunities for their young guys to get on the field and play. You can talk about the job that he did with Michael Parsons, but they have this set of players this year playing I can't imagine that they expected their young guys to be ready to play like they're playing right now. And they are, they're balling. And honestly, DJ, we always talk about the Cowboys every year is their year. The way they've come out the gate, this might be the year. I mean, they, they yeah. look great. They, they, I mean, they look great. They look great on both sides. Um, we talk about the defense and Dan Quinn. They're playing fast. Michael Parsons just completely sets the table for everybody. Offensively, Mike McCarthy has found a way to simplify the offense with enough stuff that works for Dak while also getting everybody involved and then just managing the overall game. This team is good. They're good because they not only have good veteran players, but the young guys have jumped in and embraced the roles they've been given. No doubt. Um, this is a, a team that you couldn't have a better start than what the Dallas Cowboys are off to right here. Uh, number two on the list, the Packers. I think they're going to be on here every week just because they're playing so many guys in key roles. Jaden Reed, 
uh, Jalen, uh, yeah, Jaden Reed, sorry, two touchdowns, uh, 37 receiving yards. Uh, Dontavian Wicks, uh, another rookie, he had 40 receiving yards and a touchdown. You look at Anders uh, Carlson, the kicker, made a field goal, three extra points, and then Musgrave, the tight end, who I still feel like is on the verge of a big game. He had you know, 25 receiving yards, played 55 snaps. Um, so the Packers, number two on the list. Packers, um, you know, it's funny because they, they, they took a lot of incoming about the Aaron Rodgers stuff and, and the things they did do during the Aaron Rodgers era. But when you look at the way this team is, kind of building constructive. They have a lot of good young talent, a lot of homegrown talent that has played and played really well. Uh, defensively, DJ, they have eight first-round picks that can be in the rotation. Eric Stokes hasn't gotten on the field yet, but they have guys. They have blue-chip dudes positioned to do well. This year, you think about the rookie class and where they're going. They're leaning on a bunch of young guys outside, uh, pass catchers. They got guys like kind of coming in right off the street and making plays, and some of it is, the organization's commitment to play the young players. And also, when your quarterback and some of the veterans are willing to kind of mentor or work with the young players, they have no choice but to get better. This is a young team. This is a team that is kind of committed to playing the way they want to play with the young guys on the field. They've done a really good job of getting them better. So I'm a hat tip to Goody, but also to, to Matt LaFleur because when I understand now, when Aaron Rodgers was there, he always talked about Aaron Rodgers and kind of like made sure that Aaron Rodgers felt like he was on his side. But now that Aaron is out the building, he's jumped all in in terms of getting this young team ready to play and giving them opportunities to play. No doubt. Um, let's get to the number one team here, and that is the Texans, who C.J. Stroud, we mentioned being the top rookie this week. Tank Dell, uh, we talked about him a little bit the other day. He had 72 yards receiving and a touchdown. Henry Toto, who is a linebacker who was originally at Tennessee, transferred to Alabama, really instinctive player. He's, he's been a good player for him, 55 snaps, seven tackles. And then Will Anderson, 48 snaps. He had uh, three tackles and a quarterback hit. I, I want to get to the defensive guys because I feel like we've talked about Stroud. We've talked about Tank Dell. Yeah, okay. um, Henry Toto, again, scouting lesson there, instincts at the linebacker position. I always loved gonna him. Be. I there loved you go. him. DJ, I, I, I loved him. I gave him... Like a, like a crazy great, because I'm watching him play uh-huh. instinctively. Like, man, this dude fires. He sees it. He goes or whatever. Combine and all that other stuff. Like, he, he doesn't look like the athlete. But when you watch him play the game, he plays faster, much faster than he appears on the hook. He, they hit on him. Because his instincts and awareness and all that other stuff, you saw it. And it, it, if we just judged the football player and not all the other stuff, it was hard not to like him. I'm going to look up here and see what pick he was. Uh, he was pick 167. He was a fifth-round uh-huh. pick, pick 167. Uh, he was number 83 on my list, Buck. Uh, uh-huh. so how the heck he got all the way down there, I have no idea. But I've got inside linebacker. He'll shoot gaps. He can punch off blocks. He's a firm tackler. I didn't think he was a super explosive striker. But he's fast and plays fast. He's fluid in coverage. He's got excellent range and FBI exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, football instincts. So he ran four six two, plays even faster than that. And again, your instincts are gonna make, you know, guys with good speed look great, like they're super fast and the and poor instincts take a guy who's really dynamic and really slow him down. This guy's got instincts and he's got enough speed. He does have enough speed. And we have seen over time instinctive guys play faster than maybe superior athletes. 
because they know. Remember, we had the conversation with Luke Keekley, and Luke Keekley could see in an instant where the ball was going. Some of these yeah. guys have that those, those innate processing skills that allow them to anticipate and beat uh, the blockers to the point of attack. Uh, it is a lesson to be learned at linebacker and those things. Like, man, instincts, I won't say instincts over everything, but, man, they, they certainly can, can build you up and boost you a, lo- a little bit. I want to ask you this last question here, and then we'll move on. Uh, Will Anderson, Houston had the decision to make the top defender in the class, the, the debate that raged for most of the spring. Mm-hmm. Will Anderson, polished track record um, versus Tyree Wilson, who traits off the charts, kind of popped on the scene a little bit late, um, and you know, size, length, all that stuff. On the heels of the previous year, Aiden Hutchinson, tons of production. Um, Trayvon Walker, the upside, the traits, the length. So the year before, uh, Trayvon Walker leapfrogs Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson has an unbelievable rookie year. Trayvon Walker still trying to find his footing, you know, solid mm-hmm. player. But you would say early on, Hutchinson's been the clear, uh, better player. Do you think that that had an impact on the decision that Houston made to go Will Anderson over Tyree Wilson, which again, looks like taking the proven commodity just two weeks, but thus far looks like it was the right move. I think so. And, and DJ, I think if we go back in, in general, that's kind of the way that it goes. Like the, the polished product, the, the, the player who has experience and production can't really go wrong with it. The reason why I say that is because I feel like you know exactly what you're getting when you do that. When you go it's and the get double. The, it's a yeah, double. You go and get the experienced player. You've seen him do it on tape in multiple years. There's some comfort to me in that oh, I've seen this guy do it. I know exactly what he is. He may not have the highest ceiling, but man, he has a high floor. And sometimes when we're grading, let's just use the floor. Let's not worry so much about the potential, what he could be. This is what he is, and I know what I'm getting. And at a minimum, I can work around what he's going to give me when he walks into the building. Yeah, I, I think it's, again, we we always tell the story about what Ozzy used to say in the draft room when I was in Baltimore. It's, hey, first round, man, we can't strike out. I'm fine with a double. If we get a double, that's fine. And a lot of times these picks you think are doubles end up being home runs. But at least I know with the floor, I know this guy is going to be a really, really good player. We're not going to be looking to replace him. It's going to check a box for us. It's going to fill the need with a really good player. I don't need – we'll swing for the fences. Look. I can be persuaded in the second round to swing for the fences. I probably prefer even to wait till the third round. I'd like to have two, mm-hmm. two kind of done, two in the can that I feel great about, and then then we can get a little aggressive and and try and be bold. And man, doing that in the first round, especially we're talking about you know top five type picks, top ten type picks. I think I'd just rather have the sure thing, man. Always, I'm always opting for the sure thing. I'm always opting for what I know to be true. And there there aren't any guarantees or hundred percenters. Uh, in any draft class. But when you have a long history of sustained success, you do it in high school, you do it in college, more than likely you're going to do it in the pros. I'm willing to go for that player, particularly if they have all of those things and they love ball. And those guys that we mentioned as examples, Aiden Hutchinson and Will Anderson, they loved ball. Coaches raved about him. Can't go wrong with those guys. Yeah, no question. Um, All right, let's take a a quick break. Falcons-Lions, that's our sneaky good game of the week. We'll jump into that right after this. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, 
and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18, my first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust, he can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie, I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my day, bro. <laughs> Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot it's time for the MTS Game of the Week presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. This week is Falcons at the Lions. The spread is minus three favoring the Lions. The over-under is 46 and a half points. Lots of puntos there. Uh, uh, DJ, what are your initial thoughts? What are your initial thoughts on that one? Well, it's weird. It's weird. I don't know if I was reading some stuff. I don't know if you saw it, but like, you know, Dan Campbell, the Lions, like, talking about the angst of their fans like oh they were so optimistic before the season started they beat the chiefs week one 
Uh, then they come back and they lose a, a tough one against the Seattle Seahawks in a very competitive game. And it's like, oh, is this, is the sky falling? Like, are, you know, should we be nervous here? Um, you know, you think about the expectation of this being a really close game against the Atlanta Falcons. I think rightfully so with what the Falcons have shown. Um, they're better, they're a little bit better on defense. You look at the weapons they have with Bijan Robinson. You saw Drake London get going a little bit last week. I still feel like the Lions, there's a, they're, if, if we're going to say you're taking a class and the, uh, you know, maybe the Lions, uh, I, I would say, you know, I'll say the Falcons are like a 200 level course and I would say the Lions are a 300 level course. So I think they're juniors versus sophomores in this game. They're no longer freshmen. Both these organizations have, have got out of their freshman year. They're no longer in that, in that group. But I just feel like in their development and in this process, I feel like the Lions are a step ahead with where they are versus the Falcons. Yeah, they might be a step ahead, but man, the Falcons are really talented. And DJ, they, they're talented. It's because of the professor. It's because of Professor Goff versus Professor Ritter. That's why I would say oh, that. Now, now that, that, that. That's a good point. Because Jerry Goff has been to the winner's circle. We know where we're getting. Yeah. And, that, and that could ultimately be the deciding factor in the game, the quarterback play. Jerry Goff has played out of his mind. He's played really well for the Detroit Lions since coming over. He and Ben Johnson have a nice synergy. Um, it's funny, when I look at their weapons, their weapons are solid. Plus, I would say maybe the Falcons have more explosive guys that are potentially on the perimeter, but they're solid. Amara St. Brown, really good. They, they've done a really good job. I like how Sam Laporte has kind of jumped in to the mix. Josh yeah. Reynolds gives them something. Uh, they still haven't figured out how to unlock Jimmy Gibbs, but they're good. The Falcons are a different story because their running game sets up everything. And through two weeks, it's been the running game and those things. They haven't even really cracked the code on what they could do with Kyle Pitts and Drake London yeah. and those things. And maybe some of that is due to the quarterback. Whenever they figured that part out, an explosive passing game to go with this punishing running, running attack, they're a nightmare to defend because it forces defensive coordinators to get all out of their, 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 their theories and principles and philosophies because, hey, this league is now about stopping the pass and allowing people to run. The Falcons have shown, oh, we'll run it. We'll run it all day. They ran for 200 mm -hmm. yards on the Packers, and they ran while they were trying to come back. To me, that's a next-level commitment. If they're able to add a complimentary passing game to go with what they're able to do on the ground, man, this team is a scary one. Yeah, the last thing I'll say on this one is I think that there's a lot of individual talent offensively with these two teams, but I feel like the defenses actually match up okay. So it might not be the score. You know, I don't think you'll see many, maybe as many points as are expected in this one. I could see this kind of, I could see this being maybe a little bit low scoring. And uh, I still, to me, I think I take Jared Goff in a close game. But this, I, I feel like this is like a 2017 type game, personally. That's my last thought on that one. Yeah, it could be, it could be a really good game. Uh, and you talk about it in Detroit. They're going to be going. I don't know if they're going to wear the blue ski mask like they were supposed to last yeah. week. On the chart. <laughs> I think that might have backfired. But uh, this is a good one. The, the main thing that I'm looking for, DJ, has nothing to do with um, which players and those things. Which team is able to impose their will when it comes to playing style? We have seen that when the Lions get it going, it becomes a very physical affair. And that offensive line is able to kind of dictate the terms because they can kind of punish people and run it. Can the Falcons up the ante when it comes to the physicality? To me, that is the way that it has to go if they're going to have a chance. That was the MTS Game of the Week presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code MTS. That's code MTS only at DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Well, Buck, I, I want to hit this last one here before we run. We don't have to spend much time on this, but I just thought I, I would love to know because we haven't shared our answer on this. I would love to know if you're with me on this. Through two weeks, if we're going to say what's the innovation in the NFL, there's been years where we say, oh, it's this thing, it's that thing. To me, I would say it's the, uh, it's the creative motion that we've seen that stood out to me more than anything else. It was Tyreek Hill week one with the Dolphins. Uh, just sprinting inside out uh, in that motion, getting a running start and running dig routes and go routes and uh, basically like a Canadian football league type motion. And then you have the Bill Belichick with the blocked uh, field goal mm-hmm. on that motion coming outside and timing it up and, uh, and hitting it on a dead sprint and blocking the field goal. It just to me is amazing that we've played this game as long as we have at so many different levels. Think about the thousands of football games that get played every year. And then here we are, you're sitting there watching a game. You're like, I don't know that I've seen that before. Like that, there, there's still room for innovation, even as we are here today. Still room for innovation. And I just love it, man. I, I love seeing these things. The uh, outside motion that the Miami Dolphins unveiled. Evidently, I guess the, the 49ers also have it. And once they hit the yeah, they used Niners, it, yeah. they used it the following week. But it's something that the creativity uh, years ago, when everyone was just going goo goo gaga over Sean McVay's offense, he did things that we hadn't seen. One of the things that he did, and I, I stole it and used it in high school, DJ, he ran regular traditional motion across the formation, would have the receiver get to the other side, pivot, and then they would run fly sweep action. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the things that you're like, oh my God, that's brilliant. Like, that's unbelievable yeah. too make him rock and roll, then come back the other way with the fly sweep action. Never seen it. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of these guys can use motions and shifts to their advantage and create opportunities for their best players. The way the Dolphins did it for Tyreek Hill, I mean, it is, I, I, I told somebody, it's like watching a 4 by 100 relay and Tyreek Hill is in the exchange zone. You're mm-hmm. giving him a running start before he gets the baton. And if your only way, the only way that you can slow down Tyreek Hill is to press him, uh, yeah, when we put him in the move, you don't have that ability. Not anymore. happening. Yeah. <laughs> and Not happening. We, yeah, we've seen his zero to 60. So, yeah, that's great. The, the thing about the New England Patriots and what they were able to do, to me, that's film study. That, yeah. is, that is getting a tail. That is timing up what they do. That is trusting what you've seen on tape. That is looking at not only one game, two games, just looking at a handful of games and say, hey, every time this guy has this, whatever the little tick is, whatever the, the signal for the ball is snapping, he's done it consistently. So we're just going to trust our eyes. The best players, the best coaches, they have a way of giving that information to their players and telling their guys, when you see it, go for it. The Patriots saw it and they went for it. Can I give you uh, two cents on that one? Um, Number one, the obvious answer of how do you stop that? Well, the obvious answer is you get on the ball to kick with plenty of time left on the clock. So you can wait him out. He wants to try and time you up. You can wait him out and then go. And if he's still out there, you could snap it before he gets a running start. So that's the way you can, you can try and control this from a kicking standpoint. Now, the challenge with that is kickers are very different animals. And they're going to tell the kicker, hey, you might have to stay back here and wait. We're going to get on the ball. You might have to wait. And they'd be like, no, 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 no. I am rhythm. I take my steps. I give you the nod. 
one, 1,000, two, 1,000, go. Like they, they are, they like the rhythm of the process. They, that could be the challenge with them as you might say, hey, dude, you got to hold your water for a minute. We're going to get up on the ball, but we're going to wait till this try, guy tries to make that run. When he makes his run, then we'll slow down. But if you get up to the end of the, end of the clock, then he, they're like, oh, he, who do you time up? Do you time up the snap? Do you time up the kicker? No, he timed out the play clock. Like with mm -hmm. the operation, once that thing got to a certain number, you know, this ball's got to be snapped. So I think there's an answer to it, but man, you, you have to talk to your kickers about that one. You do. And you're right. Kickers are so, uh, kind of weird about their routines. They have a rhythm, they have a cadence, they, 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 they go back. It's hard to say, oh, we're going to hard count, then let the kicker go. We mess them all up. We mess them yeah. all out of whack. Uh, very much like golfers in the swing. Hey, you can't all of a sudden go tempo. <laughs> can't go tempo on the course. We're going to go yeah. through our thing. You have to go through the routine. But you're going to have to add some dummy calls to some of your, your snap stuff to make sure that these guys can't just get a beat and just roll off the snap, kind of have a, get in a sprinter stamp it. Were you ever a vice? Were you ever a vice on punt return? Yes. Yeah. I've been outside. Did you been guys ever have that? So for those who don't know, explain what a vice is against, explain that whole thing. Okay, so when you're looking at a, a punt formation, a lot of times from the kicking team, there are two guys that they put outside. Those guys are called the gunners. Well, the vice are the defensive equivalents. Those guys' job are to stop the gunners from having a free run to the punt returner. A lot of teams will put two guys out there. So we'll double team him, hold him up, because those guys – and they can release on the snap. So you want to double team him so now your punt returner has enough room to make a, a catch. In the block game, the vice, sometimes you'll line up in a double team and then they will call, they'll, they'll do what we call creep. They're going through their cadence, black 18, black 18. And during that rhythm, the vice will go from double teaming the guy to kind of moving and inching closer to the box so they can get a rush off the edge. And what you're hoping is, not for him to necessarily get the block, but he catches the Hold attention the, yeah. of the wing, the wing. and yep. it creates a situation in that gap where someone can come through and get a block. Yeah, no, I, I, that's why when I watch it, I'm like, okay, say we've never seen this before, but it is the equivalent of the vice timing it perfectly and hitting it on the run on the way in there. So um, I, it's new, but it's not new is what I'm getting at there. Oh, no, it's, um, just, it, it, it's just an adaptation. They just added... It's the evolution of how you go to try and block kicks. Who knew he would get there, though? It's unbelievable yeah. that he got there, the effort that he made to get there. I'm more amazed at that more so than the schematics. The fact that he got there and he... How about... Yep. Oh, great play. There you go. Um, all right, we're, uh, we're going to get out of here. We have one more episode coming your way tomorrow. Uh, I do want to tell you how much we appreciate you leaving us a rating and review in the, uh, in the podcast section. However you get these podcasts, we do appreciate those. Uh, one more coming up tomorrow, and in tomorrow's episode, we will jump into what is the best weekend of college football, uh, I think, on the entire schedule. It's loaded with great matchups, so we'll give you a little bit of that, uh, as well as, I don't know, what we don't have an official name yet. I'm going to go uh, Coach's Corner uh, for Bucky, uh, because he's going to give us a word <laughs> each and every Friday. It's our little mini sermon uh, we're going to get from Buck, so we'll, we'll do that as well. So we'll, we'll catch you on here tomorrow. We appreciate you listening. We'll see you next time on Move the Sticks.
Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain unlimited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there way out there, turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals, and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination. So pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation.